Welcome back to Red Rank Podcast, everybody. My name is The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm very happy to bring you another really cool interview with somebody that I greatly admire and look up to and uh, have been inspired by in the last couple of years. Uh, we're sitting down with The King, who is a partner Twitch streamer, YouTube partner with 115,000 subscribers. That's really cool. And is also Fog Whisperer for Dead by Daylight. Uh, the King's pronouns are he, him. King, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. When you when you put all my things like that, you, it really butters me up. It makes me feel good. I'm like, hey. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. And I, I think a lot of content creators don't really stop to think about like the things you've accomplished Not along the way, right? Yeah, but, no, yeah. it's just going and you, do, you don't think about it. And I was like, damn, yeah, you know what? That's pretty yeah. cool. And I mean, you've, you've done a lot as well. I'm sure if you look at uh, it yourself, you'd be like, wow, I've, I've been a very far away. Yeah, that's true. It is. It is true. Cause like, um, this content creation stuff is hard. Like it doesn't, hmm. doesn't matter what you're doing, how you're approaching it, like whatever technique you're going with, uh, you got to put in a lot of time. You, For sure, some, of your, yeah. some of your stuff does well, some of it flops and. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotta deal with the ups and downs of your confidence going up and down and oh every day every day i'm like one one moment i'm like do i really want to do this should i get a real job and the next time i'm like oh i'm so happy i stuck with this <laughs> that's awesome that was something i was going to ask you about like while we're on the topic we might as well talk about it because you're, you're full-time content creator right mm. and how do you how do you maintain that that happiness because I don't know about you, mm. but like I'm a part-time content creator, but I'm like my worst critic. I'm really hard on myself. And almost every day I'm like, ah, I should just delete everything. I should just not do this anymore. Like, how do you manage that sort of Damn, inner yeah. inner struggle that you feel? Yeah, well, it's difficult for sure, because especially when you're on it for full time, there's a lot more pressure to figure out should I do something just because I enjoy it and I want to do it? Or should I do the safe option and be like, all right, I need to do this to, you know, pay my bills yeah. essentially. Um, when I just started out, the passion was always there. You know, it wasn't one of those things that, and I know there's a lot of like newer age content creators that now get into everything, thinking of that mindset of I'm here to make some quick cash. For mm -hmm. me, I started out as one of those people that just really enjoyed, you know, editing videos, posting them online and going from there. So every time I get to that point nowadays where I'm like, man, do I really want to do this? I think back to like the younger me and I was like, hey, and there's like a TikTok trend that goes like that now where it's like, man, I wish I had, you know, more than 100 viewers. And mm -hmm. it shows like flashback to your younger self. And you're like, we have 100 viewers. So it's kind of like that. I think back to my older self and I'm, or younger self. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know what? You got to keep pushing forward. You got to keep going through this. And you still spice it up with some things, take breaks here and there. And that's kind of how I keep it in check and making sure that I'm having that equal balance of, okay, here are the good videos, here are the good content that will get those views and here's still some passionate and fun things that I can still do to keep it interesting mm -hmm. and keep it more of a, uh, it's still your job, but more of a fun job and something you love to do rather than, oh, I got to do this again. Oh, totally. And one of the things I think a lot of people also maybe don't consider as much is audiences, any potential viewers they'll see right through your intentions, right? Like mm. sometimes it's like, I, I don't know if you watch Devin Nash videos on YouTube. He, uh, 
he runs an agency. He basically manages like dozens of uh, content creators. And um, it's just like one of those analytics guru kind of people. Mm. But he was in his last video, he talked about like how one of the biggest mistakes content creators make is they make content in order to get the views, the high views and subs and stuff. But they maybe don't think about the value that they're providing. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's something that I really do need to keep in mind because, you know, on my TikTok, I've I've had some pretty good success on TikTok. But at the same time, I'm just like the views, the views, the views. And I'm like, wait, like I just got to find that balance of putting the passion into it and offering value in return for people's time. So, yeah, no, I mean, tough balance. it, it definitely is. I've had a lot of times where <clears throat> I, I'm i kind of like sectioned into this place of like DVD news. But before that, I've kind of, and I, I still do, a lot of other things on the channel as well. You know, we have like the mm-hmm. game shows. We have other fun projects that we mess around with. And it seems like every few months it cycles through to something else. And a lot of the times it's kind of like you may see somebody else that's doing super good. Mm-hmm. uploading like a gameplay video for example yeah and then that video gets like three hundred thousand views and they're like well damn like you know mm-hmm. i'm sitting here doing news videos and i'm only getting like twenty thousand. maybe i should switch and i think that's mm-hmm. like what, what you just mentioned that's when you make that mistake because now you're chasing those views right yeah you're trying to yeah. get what uh everybody else is doing and it just doesn't work because you're you're, you're not passionate about that mm-hmm. you know that's not what you do yeah and, um for me I, and i think that's a great point from um what you were saying is that uh you have to look at the things that the viewers will value because that's what you're most passionate about. And when you're putting that passion into the work they see and they notice, which then makes your content get more elevated and more viewed in, in the long run, rather than being like, ah, man, maybe you should just switch everything I do and just check mm-hmm. out what's, you know, the flavor of the week, essentially. Yeah. And I think that's how I found your channel on YouTube all those maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, because I was looking up like, Hey, I'm playing this game a lot more and I'm like starting to create content for it. Maybe I should keep up with updates. So your videos would always pop up after I was typing in like dead by daylight, newest update, newest patch and all this stuff. So (laughs) that was always really helpful. And uh, it's continues to be helpful for me because trying to keep up with the, all the latest updates, it's tough even for people who are Mm. like, well invested into this game and playing it on a daily basis like it's just it's crazy right yeah. <laughs> there there's this one time i i come from like the like my roots are from the cod community call of duty and um i always used to watch like mr waffle waffles and all these guys and they used to like really break down everything for you as soon as things come out mm-hmm. and look at all the easter eggs and hidden meanings and i remember this one time i got so into the mindset of that because that's just how i am that like DVD put out a really good teaser, and I think for the time it was for I think it was a long time ago for the Oni. Okay. And I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait for someone to like dissect this." And then I sat there for a little bit, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm the guy that's supposed oh, yeah. to dissect <laughs> everything yeah. and go through everything." It, it's it's just funny to put it into perspective and 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 to think about it all. Yeah, and that's part of the fun too. I think of your content and the community you've built around you is just like speculating what's next and you know 
just trying to anticipate what the the next killer is going Mm -hmm. to be the next chapter and I, i think that that's something that the community has embraced quite a bit and um i think it's super fun I like that aspect. And you touched on something I wanted to talk about too, is like um, you mentioned like some call of duty content creators used to follow. Who did you watch in your early days? And like who really kind (laughs) of inspired you to be like, okay, I'm going to start putting content out there. When I really think back and look back on it, like the content creators that I grew inspiration from, because at first I didn't really start off with content creators. It was more so like a, um, it was a bet. It was a bet with my friends. I was back in elementary school. Okay. And the whole yeah. competition was to see who could get more views. And uh-huh. they would, at this time in YouTube, you were able to, they would post like, I don't know, Green Day lyric videos. And they would get literally oh. like 2 million views. Really? No joke. And I was wow. like, you're kidding. But yeah. for some reason, I really wanted to top them. I, I just yeah. always had a competitiveness in me. And um. I used to make memes. I used to take pictures of memes and just put oh, yeah. funny music over it. No way. And then uh, I started to play a lot of Call of Duty back in the days, Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2. Met a lot of my friends there. And I think at first I watched a lot of like, wait, this was way back when though. Uh, oh, a yeah. lot of Ali A and then Syndicate. Oh, yeah. They were doing like zombies, multiplayer. And that was like mm-hmm. the prime of them, like when they were on top of everything. And then oh, yeah. slowly as I, I got older, I started to watch some Vanos and they did like the funny moment stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we grew a lot of our inspiration from. And oh, cool. um, my, my friends and I, we would come together and try to like replicate and do those types of videos. And I just fell in love with the whole thing. Like every time mm-hmm. I, I like realized I'd be sitting there watching a video, how to edit better, or what better yeah. gear I should get, et cetera. And that's kind of where it rooted from, all because of a competition. I remember like <laughs> a year or two later, I invited all my friends over to my birthday party. And I think it was on a different channel. I had like 10,000 subscribers and they were like, oh, Whoa, how'd you do that? And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what I did, but people like it. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Do do any of your friends still create content or are you the, the sole um, survivor? I don't, I don't really know <laughs> yeah. because that was way back when. I was like, oh, you were like school. little kids, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like seven, eight. And then we went to middle school, <laughs> high school, and college. So yeah. the only real people that I keep up with are some of my high school friends and a few of my college friends, but nobody really does content. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's, I, un- I understand that 100%. <laughs> Time yeah. to go back into Facebook. You're like, what, what are these people oh, up to these days? <laughs> that's, that's another thing I struggle with. I don't know how you deal with it, but like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a very personable person. And when, when mm. I become friends with somebody, I'm just like, okay, we're just going to be friends for the rest of our lives. And mm. sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you just drift apart for reasons. Um, not, not not even a disagreement or anything like that but how yeah, do you yeah. deal with like the swiveling rotation of friends in, in the content creation space because that that mm. does happen right like yeah for sure like i've got friends who when i first started playing dvd we all, we'd play every night we'd just be like all right let's go let's get it let's all swift and fix gens and leave yeah. and four out every game and yeah yeah and uh now i'm the only one who still plays and yeah it's like, oh, I miss my friends. So how, how do you deal with that kind of aspect? It's it's something because you mentioned it now and I never really thought about it, but I've definitely had multiple rotations of like people that I always hung out with. I'm like, let's let's play DVD. Let's play DVD. And now everyone kind of like asked me to play DVD. I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. I'll oh, is that right? Maybe yeah. The, uh, 
Um, I mean, I, I've had a lot of mainly content creator friends because at first I had to like, not necessarily drop my friends, but as you said, we, you drift apart, you know, everyone has yeah. their own journey, their own route, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so the friends that I made were mainly content creator friends or friends of DPD. Cause I know there's like a mutual thing that will always keep the bond together. And even so, like, you know, yeah. people get busy, people still do their own things, do different type of contents. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it's just like the natural flow of things. Like it really sucks. And I still keep in, in, in touch with everybody. It's just that yeah. you don't see them on like a day-to-day basis, so to speak. And, yeah. um, it's just like new friends come in, you hang out with them. But to be honest, over the last maybe whew, three, four years now, I've only had like five friends and oh. they, they're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> I have, and all of them, they, they always try to get me to expand to meet more people. Yeah. But I think in my mind without, actually knowing that i'm doing it i kind of just like i don't know i i don't mm-hmm. really talk to much people anymore probably because yeah. of that reasons because like you get so attached and you know you're mm-hmm. hanging out with people and then all of a sudden they're gone they're doing something else and you're like damn now what yeah so i think subconsciously in my mind i've just kind of like all right you five are staying right here mm-hmm. and we're just gonna hang out and do everything and that's about it and yeah. that's just kind of how it's been so it's I mean, I never sat down and thought about it, but it's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough it you know, having those friends when, you know, you're talking to them every day and then the next day they're just like gone and that's it. Right. Oh, totally. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think a big part of it is rooted in the fact that we're at the core, we're all gamers and by mm-hmm. nature, uh, probably a high percentage of us are like introverts. So maybe the mm-hmm. social skills aren't there a hundred percent and like, For sure. Yep. And th- that's something else that I've, um, I've struggled with a little bit and I know a lot of my content creator friends struggle with is like, and it's something that if, if I were just, just to look at like your YouTube, I I would Mm. imagine you're like the master of navigating other content creators to get collaborations. Cause you've got a lot of really cool collabs in your channel. And, uh, is is there any kind of like secret formula that that you have for, for making that happen? Um, You know, I, I've been kind of introverted my entire life. Yeah. I like, I'm the type of guy that even to this day, I'll go in line and like recite my order in my head to make sure I don't mess it up when I'm there, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I've always been super shy to like approach other people. And I, I, I still am to an extent. Um, I think what really like changed it for me back when I was like in high school, I had a, a teacher that really wanted me to do a Ted talk type of deal in front okay. of like a bunch of schools. I was so nervous. But she's yeah. like, you have a really good presentation. You have to do it. And I really didn't want to do it. And every oh. day, and like when I'm taking a shower, when I'm going to bed, I recite it, recite it. Oh, like yeah. I did it in front of like maybe a few hundred people. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. But when I got through it, I was like, huh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. And I, I took that experience and brought it into like more of my content creation because in my early days, I felt like I really held back from like who I was and my personality and like really putting mm-hmm. myself out there. and as of doing that and carrying on, I kind of broke out of my shell. And as like recently, I've realized that there's tons of people, as you mentioned, that are so introverted in the gaming mm-hmm. and content creation space. So sometimes, you know, reaching out and being like, hey, do you want to do something like this? Like people mm-hmm. are so happy to do it oh, because yeah. they would be too shy or nervous to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like for me, I, 
I just do it not because like I'm that outgoing type of person, but I feel yeah. like if I don't, then they won't. And then something like that can never happen. And so many people would be interested or curious to see what would happen if like certain content creators work. I get comments like that every day, like you should do a video with this person or a video with this person or work with oh, this yeah. person. And it's like either I'm too shy or they're too shy and it just never, <laughs> we never talk. So when I started yeah. doing my game shows, I was like, screw it. If I can get some people to just come on and just like vibe with me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think it'll help everybody break out their shell. And I, I just kind of winged it. I just send messages yeah. and I just hope for the best. And mm -hmm. so far it's worked out perfectly and I'm very nice. happy about it. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I think that's a, you touched on some things that like, uh, again, sometimes it's just a matter of sending that one message out, just being like, Hey, do you want to yeah. do this thing? Like either it's, I, I've been emailing people or sending private messages on Twitter Mm -hmm. and um in the, the thing i've noticed is that nearly every single person i've talked to on this podcast or people i've approached have been a little bit mm. nervous about like doing a collab like talking yeah. to me one-on-one -on -one. like uh um i know that can be a little bit intimidating even if i'm not an intimidating mm -hmm. person it's just the situation of for sure talking to for somebody one-to-one sure. -one. it's a lot different than when you're just reading your chat messages from people who mm -hmm. you can't yeah. see. You're just reading text. They're, they're still people. They're still your friends and your community and your family. But it is quite a different thing to have this oh, yeah, like one to one thing. You know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. it can be intimidating. So it's I I think to anybody who's listening, if you're a content creator and if you're a little nervous about reaching out to people like king said like other other people feel the same way and they'll probably be very sure. relieved when you do reach out to say hey yeah what uh want to do this and the response has been really good so far so um that's great yeah it, it it's i find <clears throat> that to be more the case than not there's there, there hasn't ever been a case actually where mm. someone has hmm, no i don't think so where someone has declined after just mm -hmm. like no but um it's 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 always like a maybe not the right time or yes but um mm -hmm. lending that extra hand i mean like the first person to step up definitely helps for sure yeah. and, and especially more so in group settings i think one-on-ones can be a lot more intimidating too. like even yeah. when we do like interviews and stuff it yeah. is more intimidating because you're not so much in control versus like when you're streaming or you're talking to your chat you're like oh yeah i can do what i want i can end yeah. stream if i want i can hide oh, yeah. my face if i want <laughs> yeah. when you're in a one-on-one -on -one, it's like oh man i hope crow doesn't hear me say something <laughs> bad or, or yeah. something going on over here you know so it's like so um, i found this tweet from 2004 on your alt account and, <laughs> oh, uh, do you want to talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah but no, i found sure. your I mean, facebook like, and here's your <laughs> you picture from, from, my, yeah. from when you were eight years old <laughs> no, I would never do that. <laughs> no, for sure. But like, yeah. yeah, reaching out and like talking and, and, you know, if you can build that courage to put yourself out there and like ask somebody to work with you or collaborate, or even if it's just, you know, talking to a streamer and wanting to hang out, something like that, you know, it, it goes a long way if you build up that courage because they, they see it, they respect it. And then, you know, most of the time, at least in my experience, it's, it's turned out good. So even if it's false confidence, it, 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 oh, it yeah. still does help. Oh, totally. I have a lot of false confidence. Yeah, no, I'm the exact same way. Even when I'm like delivering a, a public uh, speaking engagement kind of thing, like I've 
Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I was asked to do, this was a couple of years back, but I was asked to go to a conference and deliver like an opening speech, like welcome to the conference and mm-hmm. give some pointers and how to have a good time. And I, they asked me to like, they asked me to, uh, just stress to people like how important it is to like look out for each other. And these are the people you work right. with every day and camaraderie, rah, rah, rah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they trusted me to deliver like a five minute speech of just solidarity and stuff. It was a union thing. So right, right. it was intimidating though. I got up there. There was like a few mm-hmm. hundred people and I just uh, took a deep breath and started talking, like add some notes and, um, at the end of it, I was okay, but like after I stepped out of the building, I was like, "Oh man, that was that was." I felt like the stress leave my body. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for sure. On, on the topic of like YouTube stuff, was there any kind of uh, video or like light bulb moment that kind of took your YouTube channel to the sort of next level? Like, was there mm. anything that set that off for you? Yeah, well, at first, like I said, I kind of just did whatever I wanted. You know, it was just like, boom, here's a video, here's a video. At the time of me starting the YouTube channel that most people know called The King, um, it was my second channel. I had a different channel where I mainly did Call of Duty videos. And I had about 50,000 subscribers there. And um, I just didn't like the content that I was making there. I really liked my friends. I, I had some fantastic friends there. Mm-hmm. for the most part but yeah. i didn't really like the content that i was making um now all of those friends they have millions and millions and probably the most notable person is mr beast oh <laughs> so no way it's it's yeah it's crazy when you when you really look at it in the grand scheme of things but um for me i had a second channel and dead by daylight was kind of gifted to me uh from a friend because they saw again vanos playing it and mm-hmm. they were like we gotta play this and i was like i don't know i'm not spending 20 bucks they got yeah. it for me and I was like, ooh, this is good. So I just made a video on it one day, like a little <laughs> tutorial because I sunk in a few hundred hours into it and like that kind of popped off. When that happened, I continued just doing whatever, but I kind of yeah. stuck with the tutorial type of videos and they all did so well. At that point, I just kind of tried to figure out ways like if I was your average viewer, what would I be looking up? And I yeah. think the next big break for me after that was our fan-made chapters. And the first one I posted, like, skyrocketed to, like, 100,000 views. Oh, and cool. I was like, okay, this is, this is good. And then mm-hmm. I kind of did that for a very long time. Then everything kind of settled down again. And then I did the, my light bulb moment there was things you're doing wrong. Those videos just popped off for whatever oh, reason. Oh, cool. Yeah. More of, like, a tutorial base. I think that's actually my most popular video on the channel. Oh, that's awesome. And then kind of settle down again and then at that point i realized i need to keep thinking of like these brand new big idea light bulb kind of moments mm-hmm. the next thing i did was like the most requested killers to come into dead by daylight and again kind of spinning off of the fan made chapter stuff and then those did well and then for a very long time it was kind of like mm, we did a little bit of mythbusters here and there mm-hmm. some other things that we messed around with i think my most recent one for sure would have to be the game show type of videos yeah and i think that for me is like right now it's at the peak and you know eventually i'm gonna have to figure out a way to top that somehow as i've been doing <laughs> throughout the years but yeah as of now i'm very happy with that and that's kind of how it's been i kind of mm-hmm. I, I i just try to think 
what the average person would want to watch and what hasn't been done yet. And I'm like, hmm, how can we incorporate this? And I see tons of other content creators, you know, it's the same thing for them. And they mm-hmm. do fantastic things. And I'm like, man, that's so clever. And then I, yeah. I use that for scale and then try to figure out what I could do, spice things up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it's been with, with like my light bulb moment, so to speak, of being like, yeah. what should I do next? And what do I think will do good? And it's like trial and error until something works and then you stick with it, essentially. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that's really important to, I don't want to say always be changing, but at least introduce new elements to your content. Mm. Because like one of the things I've, I think I posted it on Twitter, but like one of the things I, I really like to talk about is, um, treat your, I, I like to treat my content like it's a, a show, like I'm the crow show, right? Right, uh, right. If somebody's flipping through their TV, AKA flipping through TikToks, mm-hmm. if they're flipping channels on their TV and they land on my channel, the crow show, if they see it's a rerun, would they stick around and watch a rerun? I don't know. Right, exactly. Maybe my content's good. Maybe it's bad. And they'll just, okay, it's a rerun. I'm skipping. So yeah, yeah. I really struggle with uh, witnessing that happen in, in the community. Like, I don't want to put people on blast, but like in terms mm. of that's, I think one of the things where people go wrong is when it's like, okay, you're, you're doing something that isn't working and you're still doing it. And you're like, mm-hmm. people are landing yeah. on your channel and they're like, well, it's the same thing again. So yeah. finding what works for you is so important. And I think it just helps with like your mental health too, just to be like, okay, I'm Mm. doing something a little bit different this time and maintaining that, that kind of happiness. So for sure. It's like, um, what we spoke about a little bit earlier where it's like, um, doing what you're passionate about and not really chasing. Right. Because when you're passionate about it, it's, it's so good for your mental health because you actually want to put the time and effort into it. Like I recently made a a fun little video with Ghostface. (laughs) With his mm-hmm. uh, what's up mask, and I oh, it, yeah. it was just really out of the box. Mm-hmm. I haven't made a video like that in a long time, but I was just so happy going through everything and making it rather than like, you know, just oh, talking yeah. about news again and being like, all right, here's a quick five minute video, boom, and then yeah. done. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's really important, as you said, to not really go into the oversaturated things and be like, all right, I'm just gonna do what everybody else is doing, but rather do something that's you know something you like, you enjoy, yeah. and it's a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Now, one thing I talked about some with some friends recently is just the importance of knowing your platform, like in terms of TikTok, like I, I, mm. I'm on TikTok all day long, flipping through them, seeing what's popular, seeing what I can mm. turn like, like something I can spin into a dead by daylight themed kind of right, piece right. of content. So I'm curious, do you try to follow tr- trends and like, draw from those whether it's on youtube mm. or tiktok or twitter or streaming oh yeah there... i mean 100 percent. i um some of the most popular videos that i have on the channel are off of different games like i i just like literally go into trending see what's mm-hmm. trending and th- this is yeah. what i did with the things you're doing wrong series yeah and um essentially i'm like all right this is a good idea let's apply it to dpt i've noticed a lot of creators have been doing very similar things and i mean the game shows are literally actual game shows on tv that we're bringing <laughs> yeah. into dead by daylight and yeah. you know yeah. utilizing in in that sense and it brings that unique twist to the category while it's still fundamentally the same thing 
So mm-hmm. people really resonate with it. It's kind of like when you listen to a song nowadays and it's sampled from like an old 80s song and you're like, hey, I know that song, but it's like a, a modern twist to it. People still oh, yeah. really resonate with it and they enjoy it. And I think that's kind of like the same thing um, that not only I, but a lot of creators have been doing. And it, it's super smart because uh, like I said, people really like it. They're familiar with it and they, they keep rolling with it essentially. And, oh, totally. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how we had some of the most popular videos on the channel. And um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's so, so important. And uh, it's some of the content I enjoy the most, whether it's on YouTube or TikTok, if I can recognize somebody's like, oh, yeah, they watch the same, like, you know, Call of Duty videos mm-hmm. I watch or, or whatever, right? No, Overwatch right. videos. And mm-hmm. that's always fun. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, like, just uh, content creation aside or like including that, like, where do you draw the line in terms of how much you share about your personal life? Because there are mm. things that you need to keep to yourself, right? Like, right, do you right. have like a, do you have like a, or is that just mm-hmm. come with the territory of being like? Yeah, I, ever since I, I kind of started content creation, I've been watching a lot of other content creators, like just podcasts, things like that. And one of the major things that they always said, and, and this is for the way more successful creators, but I kind of, stuck with it is that they always said that they revealed a little bit too much about their personal life and it like hurt them more than it helped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily because, you know, you know, everyone's terrible, but there's always a few bad eggs here and there where people trying to pry or things like that. Yeah. So for me, I share what I think is like enough, you know, like yeah. if, if I went to the doctor's today, I'm like, yeah, I went to the doctor's today, but mm-hmm. you know, if I had a fight, with my girlfriend or something. I want to be like, Hey, guess what happened today? Something oh, yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So I, I tend to draw the line on, on those things. <laughs> I don't give too much things like names or locations, things like that. Um, cause there has been a few instances where people get pretty weird and, oh, and yeah. we've had situations in the past where people kind of go above and beyond. So especially with that and everything that I've been hearing, I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I really try for people not to know too much things because at the end of the day, uh, especially if it's on YouTube and things like that, you don't necessarily need to know it anyways, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, if true. If I was more like a, a different, like a lifestyle channel or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, if I was vlogging like Casey Neistat every day, then oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be like, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's my life. This is like, yeah. you know everything about me. Yeah. But for the content that I make, especially, I don't think it's really required or necessary. So I kind of keep it uh, where I'm very comfortable with it. And I'm like, all right, yeah. like that's, that's um, enough. And not not to say that I won't, go above and beyond and like you know i did a vlog when i went to uh, behavior things like that and i'm fine mm-hmm. with that as well it's just there's certain things that i think that separates your personal life from your work life in like a real yeah. life situation and it's the same way with content creation oh exactly and yeah with the, the behavior thing it's it's like it's not like you you're like here's where i work and here's where i live and stuff like that's <laughs> yeah, right, com- right completely separate like i mm-hmm. had i had a friend who like uh, somebody I grew up playing video games with come to my Twitch mm-hmm. channel. And he's like, Hey crow, how's work going at X company? And I was like, Oh no. Oh, no. And I deleted the mm. message right away. He's like, Hey, what, what happened? And I was like, mm. Oh yeah. Like I'd love to chat about that, but I'm not trying to like dox myself here. And right. Right. No, exactly. Not like I have, like, but again, like you just, you, you never know. Like uh, yep. my story I always tell people is, um, 
I posted a TikTok about a year ago, a year and a half ago. It got some traction. It was very toxic by the DVD standards. Mm -hmm. And uh, people were really upset with me. And uh, somebody, multiple individuals actually, uh, went digging through and found my personal Facebook and Instagram and they posted mm. like really unflattering pictures of me when I was in the hospital and they posted it on TikTok. Mm. They're like, and uh, one person even like sent a private message to my wife and was like mm. asking her, like, can you talk to your husband? Can you get him to delete his TikTok? And I'm like, mm -hmm. so weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's you really got to protect yourself weird. out there. Yeah. No, for sure. And I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry, because things like yeah. that, you know, and then it could cause just unnecessary stress and drama that you don't need. Yeah. And it goes back to what we spoke about a little bit earlier about, and I don't know if you're on stream, but sometimes there's people in the community that may not see you as a person. And they're yeah. like, they, they just look past all of that. And they're like, I'm going to go out of my way to really screw with this guy. And it's like, oh, yeah. why? Like, just yeah. let it be, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, it's, it's a hundred percent better to be safe than sorry. Cause you never know, right. There's mm -hmm. always sometimes that one person that could go above and beyond and try to do something like near instance, which is just, I'm sure it was super stressful. Oh yeah. And then it's like all of that over a video game, like, come on. So yeah. <laughs> for, from everyone's experience and a little bit of my personal experience, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to keep this as, you know, professional as I can. And you get snippets here and there, but <laughs> beyond that, that's about it. Yeah. Now from, from monitoring your, your, uh, content, um, like your YouTube and your Twitch and everything, I would guess that you don't really get a lot of hate or any weird energy from people. Is that completely false? Mm. Do you, do you have to deal with much of that negative there, energy? There is quite a lot, but yeah. I have some pretty good mods and filters. So okay. I kind of just, I'm like not even feeling it before I think. And I think every content creator goes down this route and I tried to get them to like the headspace that I'm in. And even so for me, it's not hundred percent of the time, every content creator, especially when they're passionate and they're just starting out, will go through their comments, will go through everything. And then, you know, you can read 2 million great comments and that yeah. one bad comment will get under your skin. Oh yeah. Like, so tempted to reply to them or be like, what, what, are, what are you talking about? Or, yeah. or like, they just say something so out of left field and you're just like, mm -hmm. what's going on here? Yeah. And every content creator starting off, they, they have that. They want to like reply. And even to me, for me, like there's times where I'm like, I could just easily set this person straight and to understand. But when he deal with hundreds of people like that every day, yeah. all day, it's exhausting. It really so what is, I've man. done is I, I just slap on filters on YouTube. And mm -hmm. I'm like, if you, if you are going to go down that route, then I won't even see the comment. It's not going to stress uh -huh. me out. I don't need to be stressed out throughout the day. Yeah. And it happens a ton. I mean, oh, really? that the, the most num the number one thing is I'm called a fog whisperer shell and a bootlicker and I, I love DBD and it's oh, like, yeah. and, and countless times, <laughs> like the, the argument that they make is that I don't criticize behavior. And I'm like, do you, have you seen a stream of mine? Have you yeah. watched my content or do you just see? one good thing that I said about them. And you're like, mm -hmm. well, it's because he, he's a fog whisperer. He gets paid. I, I've had mm -hmm. other content creators and other, um, you know, just members being like, yeah, he's getting like checks from behavior. He's not allowed to say bad things. And I'm like, 
That's you, crazy. You haven't seen any of my streams, have you? You yeah. haven't seen any other of my videos, have you? You just hear this one thing. And it sucks mm -hmm. because people really believe that narrative. And that's kind of like yeah. the number one thing that, that people come with. Then, of course, you have your, your one or two people that are like, hey, you tunnel me. Hey, you camp me. This and that. And, and it's like, my, just handle them. I'm not dealing with this. Like, yeah. after playing DVD for six years with like yeah. almost, what now, like 8,000 hours. I'm like, I can't be bothered anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I just don't have the energy for that. Like, when I just started off the first three, four years, yeah, you, you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you your debate. I'll be like, here's why I didn't. Here, here's what's going on. <laughs> now I'm just like, I can't be ass mods. Take care of it. Yeah. So uh, the reason I have that, it's just too stressful. Oh, and yeah. I don't want to make content creation a stressful thing when it's my, like my main job, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be like a normal job where it's like you go to your job, you hate your job and you don't want to do it. I want to keep that fun energy going. And sometimes yeah. it's difficult to do that when, when people are that way. And that's why I cut the filters and the mods to, to do it. That's good. That's a good strategy. Cause like I, I was talking with some friends recently, I interviewed uh slushy, Sergeant Fidget mm. and Jocko in my, my last interview. And we talked about that. Like, take me, for example. I, I work in IT. I, uh, mm. you know, if I mess up, you know, I might hear from a few people. If you mess right. up online, you're going to hear mm -hmm. from everybody. Everybody. E everybody with a Twitter <laughs> account, with a YouTube account, oh, with a TikTok please. account. Yep. They're going to post videos about you. They're going to... Mm -hmm look up your personal Facebook and find your wife and send yeah. her a nasty message. No, man. Um, yeah. It's crazy, right? Like just how mm -hmm. far people are willing to go. And uh, yeah, it, it sounds like you've got a really good system going there. I actually, yeah, uh, it's, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I, I actually talked to uh, that violin chick a few weeks ago mm. on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I said to her what I'm about to say to you. So, since you're on the behavior payroll and get paid millions of dollars, <laughs> what do you do with uh, all that money? And I'm, I'm joking, of course, <laughs> but like, that's what people think. Yeah. And I, I said that as yeah. a joke and she was like, Oh, you talking about that tweet from a couple weeks ago? And I was like, wait, what tweet? She was, nah. she was like, ah, ignore it. There's always, there's always nope. somebody out there. It's, it's all, that's always the case. It's always people thinking we're getting paid. And then mm -hmm. like, you know, it, it's not a secret. Like, if you really do your research, you know what, like, fog whispers get, what information mm -hmm. they know, et cetera. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not, you know, sunshine and daisies. We're not getting, like, million-dollar checks and Matthew Cote <laughs> isn't coming and feeding us hot dogs, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it's nothing like that. Yeah. And um, people just think because of that we have to say good things or it's in our contracts. We have to say nice things about behavior, you know? Oh, yeah. They're like, you can't say this. You can't say that. And it's like... Yeah. No, and it, that's just how it is. That's everyone's like go to in like any argument, any debate. They're like, "Well, you're a flock whisperer, so it doesn't matter what your opinion is, anyways." <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, no, the, I was I was just saying the weather's hot today, but yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> the the irony of that is that you were selected because of your opinions on the game, right? Like, right, exactly, it, right. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, the it's, way it's you bottle ironic. up your content, and like that's yeah. why you're there is because. It's your, it's right. like your, it's your main, you create good mm. content for it. And that's part of how you're recognized. Yeah, and I wanted to rewind people. the clock a little bit, like, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I was just saying that people really just don't understand. And when you explain it to them, mm -hmm. they still don't get it. I'm like, listen, oh, yeah. man, I'm not going to come on here and make a video trying to get the devs attention and rile everybody up to get the devs attention 
when I can just go to the devs myself because I'm a fog whisperer and tell them <laughs> what criticism the people have been saying and then report back to you guys and be like, listen, I told the yeah. devs this. This is what they said. Yeah. They don't get it, though. A, f- a friend of mine who's in, I think my friend is in like the gaming space, but it, in any IT environment, what people don't realize about, and this, you know, talking about game development and I'm in the IT world, there mm. are people who are project leads and the project leads make all the decisions on where the resources get spent in terms of, right. Hey, these devs over here, they're going to work on this. This team's going to mm. work on that. This team's going to work on that. And it's not that certain devs aren't capable of something. There's somebody behind pulling all the strings and making they're decisions sure, for them and saying, Hey, you do this. I've been in meetings Again, I'm going to be very vague with my company, with the team I work with. <laughs> I've been in meetings where they say, I could fix X problem if you'd just let me. Or mm. if that person would let me. And then that person's like, no, you can't do that. You're going to do this instead. So mm. mm-hmm. I think the community kind of throws rocks at the wrong people, perhaps. And uh, yeah, yeah. and it, it starts with the, the fog whisperers and the devs and I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just don't throw rocks, period, you know? Just yeah, yeah just, just keep <laughs> don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit though. Like when it comes to um being involved in the Fog Whisperer program for anybody who's mm. who's listening, uh King is a part of the partner program with Dead by Daylight, and it's a select group of people who have direct access to behavior. And uh you know, you get some, some, you get to give away some codes and such and, um, get featured and you get like cool shirts and cosmetics and such. <laughs> uh, I was wondering yeah. if you could talk about, uh, how it felt when they first approached you to be like, Hey, do you want to be a part mm-hmm. of the, the program? And I, how early were you picked? Cause I, I'm, I'm still relatively like in the grand scheme of dead mm-hmm. by daylight. I've only been involved in the community for maybe right. two years so i haven't been there mm. since day one but i was wondering if you could talk about that when they yeah, approached yeah you, what course. that was like uh so originally let me let me really think back here when they first announced a fog whisper program they picked 10 people mm-hmm. of the 10 10 i think uh six of them were english speaking and the rest were like foreign overseas okay for different regions Mm-hmm. And of the six, I think still playing, don't quote me on it, is like three or four. People. Okay. The two I can remember off the top of my head that were selected was polyester mm. and cauliflower. Okay. And I think there was a few others picked here and there, but I, I honestly, their names are slipping my mind. Yeah. About, do, 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 let me think. It took a while. And I, I don't remember the exact order, but I did my first ever interview with Matthew Cote in Comic-Con in 2020. Okay. And I asked in the interview, will they expand the Flag Whisperer program? Mm-hmm. And I believe he said that was up to their community manager, who at the time was Patricia. Right. And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if this came before or after, but one of the two, they added about 30 more people. Yeah. Of the 30, sadly, I wasn't selected, but I, I okay. kind of use it as motivation. Yeah. And I think right after a few months after February of 2021, I believe, was it? Or maybe 2022. It was, it was a, 
maybe no, I think it was 2020. I don't know the exact dates. I think it was right around June of 2020. They selected me, and um, I I was already kind of in contact with a few devs here and there, mm-hmm. and um, I never really expected it to happen. But in the back of my mind, I always thought that you know I'm I'm doing a lot of work here. I just hope they select me. In mm-hmm. my mind, I felt like. I did all that I could. And if they didn't select me, I couldn't be disappointed myself. And I just carry on. Yeah. And I believe we, this is when DVD mobile just came out and we were okay. playing with me, polyester, Vincent Vega and Sonho. Sonho was a, uh, at the time, a DVD mobile streamer. Okay. And I got like the email then and they, they uh. sent me the email and I was like, ah, but I was like live on stream. Oh, so no I didn't really react or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the other guys kind of figured it out when I, based on my reaction. Yeah. And that was like, uh, when I got it and I was really, really happy about it. Yeah. I always wanted to be a frog whisperer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was like a goal in my head for, since I ever started creating content to just be like recognized by the yeah. devs for the work that you put in. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I was just super thrilled and super happy about it to, to finally be selected. Yeah. I think since then they added, maybe 10 to 15 and i think like the grand total now is at like 47 or so oh is that right okay that's yeah. cool so how how did yeah. did things really change for you much after that or is it more yeah, of the yeah i mean i i was definitely one of the smaller creators that they picked at the time uh because most of the creators there were pretty big and i think yeah. i had roughly about fifty thousand subs at the time mm-hmm. and immediately it wasn't like immediately but i i was already like working really hard on twitch and that kind of like boosted everything and that pushed yeah. me into like a different level on twitch oh, uh, cool. sadly i'm nowhere near there anymore i wish uh, but um <laughs> yeah. i was i was really doing all like the partner grind and then that came up and then like everybody was like swarming and mm-hmm. i had maybe about 200 to 250 average on twitch and like mm-hmm. that carried on for a few months Mm-hmm. Since that point to, to now, which has been about two years, I've kind of just been on and off with streaming and on and yeah. off with even posting videos. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, like when that happened, it, it definitely changed everything. And I think as a like uh, content creator and just like as a, a person in the Dead by Daylight scene, it, it made me like change my outlook on a lot of things in a way like I presented myself to others and things like that. It yeah. definitely pushed me to a different level of professionalism that I, I knew that I needed to achieve to like, you know, maintain, well, not necessarily maintain, there's no requirements or anything like mm-hmm. that, but in my own mind to, to fit what a fog whisper should be essentially. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. And I, I would say you do a, a fantastic job of representing the community and, and the game very well. Cause you know, I, I, watch your youtube videos i've been in your twitch streams and they're always just so personable and really approachable is is another good word and yeah between you and me and anybody listening i remember freaking out when you followed me on tiktok i screenshotted that (laughs) and i sent it to one of my best friends i was like the king just followed me oh my god this is so cool Yeah, yeah I, no, like, I, I love i love your content i thanks there's like two or three i so the thing is i don't Especially now, I don't watch a lot of DVD content because mm-hmm. I take so much DVD content in. Like, yeah, playing the game, streaming the game, then doing things with your friends. Like, there's so much. Like, that's why I don't even tell my friends that I want to play anymore. Yeah, and it's very like. There's sometimes where I see some content creators. I'm like, yeah, this guy or this girl, uh, they they know what they're doing. You know, like yeah. I, I want to drop them a follow. And I saw your content immediately. I was like, yeah, this this is some good content right there. Like, I need I need to, <laughs> oh, I need to get on this. <laughs> 
Gonna so, make a brown man blush over here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, your content is great, and I, I really enjoyed it. So now every time I open up um, uh, TikTok, like you're like the first few because I, oh, I cool. don't follow too much. So yeah. it's just like bam, and I'm like, ah, oh, let's see what Crow's doing today. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, and that's a, I'm basically the same way. Like I, I do follow a lot of fellow Dead by Daylight content creators, but I don't actually mm-hmm. watch a lot of content for Dead by Daylight because it's like. Right. I don't know. Like I, I, I work full time. I, any spare time I get is basically dedicated to creating content for DVD. And mm. I don't know, kind of the last thing I want to do is like, you know, watch, watch somebody watch more DVD. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hang out in friends streams. Cause like, I want to support them. I want to mm. hang out with them, for sure, see, for see sure. what they're up to. And, uh, mostly I just have them on the background while I'm working or while I'm, editing stuff and mm. yeah the other thing i wanted to talk to you about too is like uh we're, we're kind of on that topic when it comes to creating content for just like one video game like mm. how do you manage how you feel about the game because mm. right, right we all know this game is very emotional like mm. at, at mm-hmm. least twice a week i'll be like i'm uninstalling dvd <laughs> i'm deleting my account yeah, no yeah, more content. Yeah. I hate this game. How how do you manage those like inner demons right. of being like I? Uh, how do you get past that? I guess is my question. Right. right. <laughs> For the first few years, I was very emotional about the game. You know, mm. if a game didn't go my way, I was upset. You know, uh, first like I I try to figure out new strategies, new things. But when I got to the level where I was like, all right, I feel like I know what I'm doing and then things just don't go in your favor, especially an old school DVD. I, you just get pissed off. Oh, totally. And I realized that if I wanted to continue making DVD content, because I do love the game and I'm sure everybody does, especially when you're so passionate and you, and you get frustrated with, you love the game. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to separate those emotions and it is one of the most difficult things to do. Yeah. And I necessarily haven't mastered that skill either. Mm-hmm. But it's like a it's, it's it's a double-edged sword because for me, I am super competitive. Like I yeah. want to win. That's just how I am. So oh, when yeah. I'm playing DBD, I want to <laughs> win. Like if I'm yeah. playing Survivor, I want to win. If I'm playing Killer, I want to kill everybody. I want to yeah. win. Oh yeah. But when you go on stream, I it's very difficult for me because the whole reason I kind of got into streaming was to talk to the audience, have that one-on-one with people and, you know, really indulge in the community. Mm-hmm. And when I'm so focused and I'm like, sometimes they could kill the mood if I get a bad game or something like that. And then I don't necessarily have that same interaction with chat. Yeah. So for me, what I've had to do, which I, I don't know how I feel about it completely. Mm-hmm. I just kind of separated all the emotions from the game. Yeah. And I just played to play. I just mm-hmm. autopilot at most times. And after playing the game for about, you know, 6,000, 7,000 hours, there's, there's just rhythms that you just naturally do over and mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. And that's how I kind of play most of my games on stream, unless I'm like, hey, guys, I'm focusing up real quick. Mm-hmm. So by just me being autopilot, sometimes I get a 4K, sometimes I get 3K, sometimes I get no kills. I don't even think about it. And I just yeah. focus on chat. Mm-hmm. And I think by doing that, it has helped me not only interact with chat more and and be happier but i don't get burnt out from dvd because it's as if i'm not even like i'm not 
super focused into DPD. I'm not immersed into DPD. That's like yeah. a society thing you're doing on your other monitor. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way that I've been able to like keep it going for so long. So even mm-hmm. when there's like an unhealthy patch or a bug going on, I just kind of don't even think about it. And I think yeah. if I kept that competitiveness with me and I'm still trying to win every game and there was a bug that like recently we had like the infinite flashbang bug or whatever. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh God. I'd just be so pissed. I wouldn't want to play <laughs> yeah. for like a whole week, which would yeah. be terrible if you're a content creator. Cause now you don't want to oh, yeah. play for a whole week, but you're yeah. stuck in dilemma. I got to make the content or mm-hmm. I got to get pissed off. What am I going to do here? So yeah, that's kind of how I've been doing it. I've just been like, all right, it is what it is. I'm pushing that to the side and I'm just going to focus on chat. And it, it's mm-hmm. been one of the best decisions I've made. Cool. Although I'm, I, it's, it's very hard to suppress your, yeah. I want to kill everybody <laughs> or I want to yeah. drop every pallet on the killer. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I've done it. And um, it, it's, it's been great. It's been good. And I try that's to cool. tell content creators that sometimes you have to have that disconnect if yeah. you want to keep the game fresh, because I have tons of people that ask me, you know, how do you keep playing DVD after so long? How do you not get bored of DVD? Like, what's the secret? Mm-hmm. And that that's literally it. But it's yeah. so difficult to really disconnect yourself from something like that, because the whole reason you're playing DVD in the first place is to feel those emotions. So, oh, yeah, it, it's really difficult. Yeah, uh, I, I'm the exact same way. And I struggle with removing my emotions from the game because it's mm-hmm. like, Yes, I want to escape every trial. I want to 4K every game is killer. That's not going to happen in this game. Like sooner or mm. later, and more frequently in my case, you're going to run into people who are better <laughs> better than you at the game. Right. Or you're going to run into a map that's just not good for whatever mm-hmm. killer or survivor you're playing, whatever build you're playing. For sure, yeah. You're going to be like, you know, you're going to be a... a a legion on the game or the pig on the game. Well, oh, pig's not terrible in the game, but like, if you're yeah, yeah. an M1 killer on the game, it's like it's you've got to break about GG. 25 pallets and <laughs> you might get four hooks and good luck for yep. you. Mm-hmm. I actually played a game with the clown and I need to upload this to YouTube, but mm. uh, they fixed the gens in three minutes and 39 seconds or wow. something like that. And uh, I don't know if Yikes. it was subtle <laughs> hacks or if it was just mm. a world record five gens fixed Gen times yeah yeah it's crazy i got into one chase got one hook and then they were all gone done yep. it's like wow dude <laughs> that was nuts yep, yep. so yeah separating the 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 emotions from the game uh that, mm-hmm. that can be a big challenge for me for sure um yeah and i i and naturally though i mean like for for your average person like that's how it should be though like you should be invested into the game and, and mm-hmm. really want to you know, have those emotions. That's the whole reason you're playing the game, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get better, to be competitive. Um, and if you are playing for casual, you wouldn't even be at that level to be like, all right, like I need to win every game. You'll just be chilling out. Oh, so yeah. That, I guess that's a better way of putting it. I play competitively casually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to relate because with the amount <laughs> of experience sense, yeah. here, my MMR is just pushed beyond where it needs to be. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not happy about it because oh, I'm not yeah. that good. And yeah. then... And then I get stomped every game, but then I'm just like, ah, it's whatever, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And it's, it's been good. And I think for content creators, that's a great outlook to have for a regular person. I mean, you do Mm -hmm. your thing. You, you can be mad and and write on the forums all day. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Do you, do you check them very often? Like the, the forum? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because I, I've come to learn that at the end of the day, the devs are going to make the decision that they think is the best. So you writing like 
two million paragraphs on the forums or a million paragraphs on Reddit, nine out of 10 times, it's going to be overlooked, sadly. And sometimes your suggestions might be rooted only in your own experience. So you might say, we need to remove Trapper because Trapper's OP. And the rest yeah. of the community is like, huh? What do you mean Trapper's OP? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean? And it, the, the person's like, well, I placed traps and I, I can't use the ballot. So now what? Mm-hmm. I'm just screwed. Yeah. So I, but, that's kind of how it's been. Like when I look on Reddit, it's either people that are, you know, not necessarily misinformed, but might not mm-hmm. have the right ideas or yeah. people that are super passionate and they're just like misconstrued it. And there's mm. been a few people that I kind of like pay close attention to. And one of them is actually my, one of my mods that mm-hmm. they have really good balanced suggestions. And I kind of yeah. like rubber band ideas off of them because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. you understand like the devs mindset of it. Whereas yeah. you can't just appeal to one set of people. You have to look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I honestly don't pay attention. Back in the days I did, especially when I did fan-made chapters, I, I really wanted to hear what the community had to say. Sadly now, there's just too much and most of it, it's it's not even like a good idea or a good change. Yeah. And I think the ones that do get to like my desk are the ones that are good ideas and people mm-hmm. already have been talking about it. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, like this is a discussion that, you know, we, we could have. I, I think two discussions currently going on that I thought were really good was... um changing the nurse's uh weapon so that like you know you can't like make your choice or haunt a ground someone making it like, oh, a regular right. attack <laughs> yeah and the other one was um a lot of people are still talking about skill-based matchmaking and they mm-hmm. were thinking how it should fit into dbd etc and those are two yeah. conversations that i've been paying attention to and those are the ones that i kind of pay more attention to but everything else i don't even touch with a 10-foot pole <laughs> oh yeah oh totally because in the and I'm I'm not like attacking anybody when I say this. Oh yeah, me. Um, me. Like the the thing is the the people that are really upset, really passionate, really uh, maybe throwing out strong opinions about the game or a change that was made. We're all playing the same game, but we're not really right. Like you know, you mentioned but, you you have like seven k hours. I have I have like about three k, and mm. we're like invested in this game so much we spend. Mm-hmm. A, time creating content and like the way we view the game is going to be a lot different from somebody else who's like i four percented so therefore i'm entitled to leave the trial without any (laughs) pressure at all right like and it doesn't even matter if you're a content creator or not other people are going to have different opinions on that and uh that's one thing that's one thing i may never understand the the survivor handbook Mm -hmm. or the killer handbook And that's yeah, uh, that's that's why I, I tell people that too. I'm like, listen, you paid your money for this game, you play the way you want. As long as you're not breaking the rules, do what you want. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Because I tell them that because it's like after that, your next game, you're not even gonna remember what the person said last match. Yeah. And you just carry on. So don't, exactly. don't let it like ruin your whole day and, and yeah. keep, keep going, you know. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I was talking about that recently on the podcast. I was like at the end of every trial you get blood points and then that's about it or or no blood points depending on how you play but like you're just going to move on to the next one so like mm-hmm. why Literally. stay in that moment and yeah but but my my last stream i actually had uh i i'm not even exaggerating it was about 12 to 14 games in a row of just not having a single chance 
of escaping or Damn. getting more than like five, six hooks. It was crazy. I was like, it's just one of those days. I was like, man, <laughs> like one of those, like, days, yep. <laughs> one of those mm-hmm. I, I inadvertently signed up for like, uh, you know, top 500 players tournaments <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm probably ranked like 10,900 or something. Yeah. And what am I doing here? <laughs> It, so. it, 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 those days are the worst you should hop on stream and it's just like uh my my friend Lynxie and i we compare lobbies from day to day she's like are your game shit today and i'm like yeah, yeah they're pretty bad today yeah. i don't know what they're testing or what they're doing but it's not <laughs> fun today yeah it, it it's it's crazy how that works because like yeah for yeah. me I, I even had a friend of mine who he would stream earlier in the day and his killer trials would be a lot more casual, a lot, quote unquote, easier. And then, like, when he was done his stream, he went and did his, like, work thing, whatever. And then he came back and I was streaming. Mm. And he's, he's like, these survivors you're playing against are built different. He's like, they're all, like, really <laughs> efficient loopers. They greed pallets. Mm-hmm. They stun you at just the right time. They've got incredible mind games. I'm like, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's hard out here <laughs> i'm just yeah. some guy trying to hit cool shots with a huntress and um it's yeah the game the the ups and downs of dead by daylight can be can be really really rough for sure it's something yeah something we, we've been talking about a little bit is like dead by daylight's the main game create content mm. for and stuff but like do you what other games do you like to play because i'm sure mm. like every other dvd content creator you you've got other games you like to play right if you if and when you have free time no as as a fog whisperer i'm obligated to only play dvd you know <laughs> okay, it's, okay. It's the <laughs> yeah. they, they scan your hard drive <laughs> yeah they're like no other games is all all right good <laughs> I'm um, picturing a Steam <laughs> library, and it's just Dead by just Daylight. <laughs> oh man, that's it. <laughs> oh jeez, but um, I I kind of there's a lot of well maybe not a lot of variety, but there's a theme that goes on with my games. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a new, I, I this is just like a rough idea. If there's a new Need for Speed game, I'll I'll hop on it. I love cool. that's been like my childhood. I've always yeah. played all the racing games new one comes out i'm playing it same with call of duty new one coming out if it's good enough i'll sink some hours into it Mm -hmm. um as of now i'm waiting for modern warfare 2 hasn't come out yet waiting for the new for speed hasn't come out yet so i'm waiting um while there's like dry seasons i kind of i like to pick up recently i said not too recently a few years ago but i started to indulge myself more into like solo player games so like really get immersed into it Mm -hmm. uh i played a lot of fallout love it um Seven Days to Die is one that I put tons of hours into. Okay. When I first started creating content, uh, Minecraft was the first game that I ever played. And I, no joke, probably have maybe 55,000 hours in Minecraft. Really? Wow. I I had like, that was like my first thing. I had like a server on there and we used to make some money back when I was a kid. Oh, no. That was like my first (laughs) first thing that I did. Um, That's. How'd you make money on Minecraft? Oh, you just kind of sold like ranks on your server. So it's like oh, people okay. go, they donate to get a rank and, you know, mm-hmm. with the rank, as long as it followed the EULA, you could get them like some extra cool things with plugins oh, and things okay. like that. And um, we, we go just word them out. People just came in and we had like 50, 60 people playing a day. So it worked mm-hmm. out for like, you know, we were like maybe 12, 13. We were making oh, like no maybe 200 bucks a month. And we're like, let's go. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It was the best like ever. And um. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's kind of how I fell in love with like building slash like survival type of games. And that's why I got into like Seven Days to Die. And I'm always on a hunt for a new one like that. So we've tested every single open world game that you can think of. If if it just came out, we probably already tested it. Uh, So I play all the open world games and and try that. Um, My heart really goes through like all the From Software games. Elden Ring, Dark Souls 3, 2, 1. All yeah. the Sekiro's love them to death. They're amazing. Yeah. Um. As of now, what I've kind of sunk my teeth into is old school RuneScape. I, nice. I went back to RuneScape. <laughs> it's yeah. older than me, yeah. but I'm like, all right, let me let me try it. I think I came out when it came out. 98? Yeah, it's older than me. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's try out some RuneScape. Oh, cool. And uh, I've been sinking my teeth into that. And um, that's about it as of now. Yeah. From time to time, I'm looking through my library right now, what I've been uh-huh. playing, actually. That's awesome. Gmod like once in a while, like once yeah. in a blue moon. Golf with friends once in a blue moon. Played a little bit of Meet Your Maker. Mm-hmm. And then just some horror games here and there. But realistically, it boils down to Call of Duty or a shooter. Mm-hmm. Occasionally a racing game if I'm feeling it. More so yeah. an open world game. And as yeah. of now, for whatever reason, uh, old school to RuneScape. <laughs> so That's if you're awesome. listening and you play RuneScape <laughs> and you got money, I can yeah. I I need a loan. <laughs> <in> oh. RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's one game I never did play. I just Really? Uh, yeah, I think when it was popular, I don't think I had a PC, so I was mostly mm. just playing Xbox 360 back then. So I think yeah. I really missed missed that train and funny enough, like I went to TwitchCon in 2018 and 2019. And in yeah. 2019, I, I inadvertently went to an old school RuneScape party. So it was all people who were like old school RuneScape streamers. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. But um, I went with a friend and she she's like, hey, come come to this party with me. And mm. and the people were amazing. They didn't ever talk about the game, but it, they just all happened to be old school RuneScape old school. people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I, I learned like a week <laughs> later because <laughs> I was talking <laughs> with somebody I met there. And yeah. they were just like, oh, how long have you been playing old school RuneScape? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I've, I've never played it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're at that party, though. It's an old school RuneScape party. <laughs> oh, oh, OK. Yeah. It was... I um, I played a little bit when I was like maybe four or five and I had like very loose memories of the game. Yeah. My friend recently got into it for whatever reason. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And one of my five friends, by the way. So, yeah, I, yeah anytime yeah. someone plays something, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's I'll play it with you. Oh, and totally. I just kind of, I, that competitiveness, man, I'm like, I want to out-level you in, in certain yeah. skills and, you know. Oh, that's funny. That's how it is. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've been feeding my competitive edge with uh, playing very low rank Overwatch 2. Like, I can't mm. get enough of it. Uh, ever since the update, well, I say update, it's the sequel came out. Right. Um, right. I've been playing a ton of Overwatch and, uh, mm. I'm not as t- I'm not as toxic as I used to be when I first started playing Overwatch because I played it at launch and I'd be super sweaty <laughs> yeah. try hard. I'm like, come on, man, heal me, bro. You gotta like yeah, talk yeah, at me when oh, I dive man. in like that. Like throw an orb <laughs> on me, man. Like I'm just like yeah, being yeah. super rude. And now oh, I just I, I hardly ever talk in in the voice chat. I touched Overwatch once and I was like, never again. I oh. and the reason being is teammates. Like, yeah, I. I I don't like the games where like and that's why I like COD. You can like just do your thing. And mm-hmm. if you do good, like you do good. Yeah. And in like Overwatch, especially if especially if you're playing rank, you need good teammates. And if you don't oh, have yeah. good teammates, it's so 
frustrating. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing Overwatch anymore. I'm not yeah. doing it. I mean, the same can be said about DVD. You got shitty teammates and then just, just GG. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, great. Yeah. This you're, is fun. <laughs> yeah. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a funny thing. Like, I, last night I was playing Overwatch and I, made the mistake of talking on the mic and then i just left the team oh, chat no. but i was like <laughs> oh, no. i was like oh now i see why i'm not getting healed because the the mercy was just pocket healing a Widowmaker and boosting mm-hmm. her damage but the Widowmaker wasn't that good and if yeah, if you're so listening whole, yeah yeah it's like so it's like two so people yep. out of five are complete waste of space and i'm the tank <laughs> trying to stay alive trying to hold that line yeah. and i was I was like, no oh, yeah, so yeah. you're pocketing Widow. That's why I'm not getting heals. And they let me have it. They're like, we're just having fun here, bro. And I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah. we're playing ranked, man. I'm trying to trying to get to gold, you know, like <laughs> silver tank, that's, sweating. That's me in Apex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just sweating every game. And I get a bad team. I'm like, where are you, bro? Like, you're yeah. not next to us. Like, why yeah. are you so bad? You're looting over there. We were there five minutes ago, man. <laughs> Yeah, Literally. it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that was the one time I chimed in so far in Overwatch 2, mm. and I was just like, okay, never again, because it just didn't go well. No. Um, now that, do- that's that's what happens with the with the new DVD players. That's that's how they feel like when they when they get to like the green ranks. Well, I guess they're not ranks anymore. Yeah, like they get to silver or gold. That's mm-hmm. when that frustration comes out and then oh, they yeah. write the Reddit posts. That's why I understand it. Like I get it. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I play other games and I feel the same way. Oh yeah. So I'm like, I get you, but at the same time, I'm not reading. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I'm not reading everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a big part of it. Like you, you get, I was actually in a streamer's channel today and the person said, we all have a sense of entitlement. We just have different levels of it. And hmm. I'm guilty of that myself, you know? All mm-hmm. the gens are fixed. Sure, okay, yeah. I deserve to get out. And if I don't get out, oh my God, I'm so mad because and yeah. you point fingers at other people. And yeah, yeah. Um, my friend Sergeant Fidget talks about that a lot. Talks about how like people just don't take accountability for the decisions they make while they're playing and right. maybe the wrong choices they make and <laughs> yeah and if if yeah. they do make it, it it's the killer's fault for tunneling me and it's uh you know it's yeah. the meg's fault for not healing me and <laughs> it's always the meg's fault <laughs> yeah when in doubt blame the meg <laughs> um it's well, sad because i'm a meg main. <laughs> oh you are a meg main i didn't know okay <laughs> yeah. what's what's your meg fit like you must do you have a go-to um I, I, there's a couple things I run. If I really am trying to flex, I'm putting on my legacy. Like if yeah. I'm really like, all right, let's do this. I'm, nice. I'm bringing legacy. But <laughs> normally I have the red pants going with the red hair and whatever top matches. Normally okay. it's like one of the red shirts. It's just nice. all kind of red. Oh, okay. And uh, that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My friend, Sergeant Fidget, who I mentioned earlier, he wears basketball shorts with like Meg's formal top, you know, she has that black dress. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wears yeah. the formal top, the black uh, formal uh. top with like a baseball cap. Combo. And I'm just like, dude, please change that. She's, <laughs> and he's like, she's ready for anything. And I'm like, um, no, man. For- <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, she's ready oh, for date man. night. She's ready to work out. She can go, <laughs> go play baseball. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I do want to be mindful of the time. Cause I like to 
try to keep things to about an hour or so and mm. let let you and let you go on with your evening and such. But uh, thanks again for doing this, man. Um, oh, for sure. The pleasure's on mine. I, it's so happy you invited me and then we mm-hmm. came on and we're kind of self-invited. Oh, no, but, that's, um, that I, works. It's, it's great. I, I look forward to seeing this and all the other content you do because as I said, thanks. like, I, I really enjoy your content, so Thank I'm, you. I'm looking forward to some some more great things from you. Thanks, I, I that that means the world to me because like your name was circled on my list, and I was like, okay, I gotta like level up my podcast a little bit. I gotta like <laughs> get to a certain level, and then I'll, I, I'll I ask the king, mean, yeah, yeah. the king to be on my show. I, I get the same way in my head. I'm like, hey, man. Do I really yeah. want to ask this person yet, or do yeah. I need to like prove it to them first? But I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be here, and, and it's it was it's, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a it's the weird little things we build in our heads that just don't need to be there. Like I'm like, here's my view count, and here's kings, and here's this person, yeah, yeah. here's me, and like you're just building these weird little narratives in your head, and it, it, none of that mm-hmm. matters. Like not at all. Put out good content, and it's it's good and. Yeah, um, yeah, that's literally it. And I, I tell people that a lot too. I'm like, if someone asks me to do something, I, I don't care about how much viewers you got or, or yeah. I'm, I, I want to see like how good are you are at what you do. Like if yeah. you have that passion, if I can see your potential, if I see you're trying, like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hit yeah. me up. We're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but if, it, if it's just like some random person fishing for followers, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pass. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter, you know, how much viewers, how much followers you got, big or small. I'm, um, mm-hmm. um, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody, but cool. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, because I cool. know I was that person once upon a time, and I still oh, yeah. am talking to other creators, like, yeah, you know, being like, hey, you want to come do this with me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I completely understand it. Yeah, and I think that's something that we all still have in our heads. It doesn't matter what size you grow to; like, there's always going to be until you're like xqc or something yeah. like there's nobody above uh, below you at that yeah. point but it, yeah. it's just again it doesn't matter like it's not uh i don't know for sure but uh yeah i just want to also give you a chance like if you want to plug anything you're working on your your youtube channel twitch your hmm. schedule any, any anything you want to drop right now is a good time for plugs um, I mean, you guys could find me uh, at The King on Twitch or on YouTube. And I mean, that's about it. I don't really have a schedule because yeah. I haven't been streaming in a while. I'm, I'm working mm-hmm. on it. And uh, videos come out like every day or every other day. And that's about it for my social. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. And I highly recommend everybody, sure. if you if you aren't already subscribed, everybody make sure you fix that right now. And uh, <laughs> I'm The Crow Show. You can find me on Twitch, TikTok. On YouTube a little bit here and there and uh, Twitter trying to grow that. So I'll leave links in the show notes for uh, all of our socials and where you can find us. Uh, so King, uh, again, big thank you for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate for sure, it. For sure. And I uh, wish you all the best in the future. You too, man. Take right, care. Take care.